on page Kuflam. We learned last week that we learned that Maisa from the Chazanish about the fellow that came with torn shoes, you remember? And the Chazanish said, how come, how come he's, what are you going around in torn shoes? The fellow says, I can't afford to buy a pair of shoes. So Chazanish says, did you dive in for them? She says, no. I don't want, so Chazanish says, why not? She says, I don't want to bother to burn some such an, an Irish cake, a pair of shoes. And the Chazanish explained to him that it's not, it's not because of a frumkei, or your shamayim, that that you don't ask Hashem for a pair of shoes. It's because of a misunderstanding of what Hashgacha practices, and a misunderstanding of what Hashem's baruch is, and what davening is. The Baron Shalom tore the shoes, for whatever reason, and the Baron Shalom is the one that fixes shoes, or gives you a new pair of shoes. And the whole tzurif tefillah is what we're talking about. The way to daven, that it, unless... A, there are two things. Unless a person believes in Hashgacha Pratis, Bemis, every single second of his life, davening is very, very hard. And Bez, davening is a means of strengthening a person's, of the mechazics of a person's hergish and chush for Hashgacha Pratis every moment of his life. So on page Kuf Lamed, page Kuf Lamed, sorry, this is yours. I can take this. <coughs> We're familiar with that Things that leave the heart If it leaves the heart If you say something from the heart Then it's able to penetrate the heart Now we always understood the Chazal The simple pshat Is if I say something heartsick with all of my heart Then the other person will be able to receive it the other person will be able to absorb it. However, the Svarma Kedoshim teaches us something <coughs> about this Maim Chazal. It's much deeper. If you say something with all of your heart, it's not, the issue is not whether it's going to go into somebody else's heart. That's, that's also nice. But the Chiddush is that when you say something heartsick with your heart, it'll penetrate into your own heart. They will go back into the heart from where they came. What does that mean? It says, Certainly, that's much easier to be able to influence and to be able to inspire other people. If you say something that's If you say something that comes from the heart that, that you'll be able to inspire and influence other people That's not so hard That's true, it works This is what he's saying It's not his idea, it's from the Svarm words that come out from your heart but they don't penetrate into your own heart they don't resonate within your own heart that's going to be very hard that you should be able to influence anybody else with those words it's going to be very very hard he says so he explains more so 
Did you ever try an interesting, I'll give you an interesting Eitzah? But it, you, you have to be careful when to do this. You don't want people to, you don't want people to, to raise their eyebrows and ask questions about you. When you have the talus over your head, so in the morning when you're wearing a talus over your head, put earplugs in, dive them with earplugs. Try diving. You know what earplugs are? They cost a few pennies. Put earplugs in the ear and put, when you have the talus over your head, by Minchamarav doesn't look so nice. <laughs> But by, when the towels is over your head, you put earplugs in, and you and it's it's a very very remarkable thing. You actually hear what you're saying. First of all, you realize that you're not saying half the words. You're not saying half the words, and the half that you're saying, half of those are being gobbled up midway through the word. And more importantly, you begin to hear what you're saying. You begin you begin to hear what you're saying. The words. The words start to pound away when you wear those little earplugs in your ear under the talus. You can still hear the chazan. You still hear the chazan, but you hear yourself. And and the words, the words, if you say the words and you try to say them sincerely, and you yourself are clay kibble, a kli, to hear the words yourself, ladvam shal atzmai, then gamachem sheishmu lo yuchlu lehiyosas clay kibblehem. Unless you, unless the words are in such a way, unless you speak the words in such a way, where it's where the dvarma yitzim halev and nechnosim into your own heart, they resonate inside of your own mind in your own heart. These words, unless that's the case, then other people are not going to be able to hear what you have to say. Kate said, he explains, how is this? Let's use, let's use children as a good example. Because that's something we all care about. Those that have children, those that will have children. But those that have children certainly understand this very, very well. You're saying things to your kids. You want your kids to hear. You want your kids to hear. I just came with a fellow, a yid, that was driving the, the taxi. Naftali, his name is Naftali. So he told me, so I, uh, I get right to business with him. I said, you're a yid? I said, you drive on Shabbos? So he said, no. It's already many years he stopped driving. It's already eight, nine years he doesn't drive Shabbos. He's in America for some such and such amount of years. And I said, because he was telling me a little bit where the family comes from originally, from Poland and they, they came here before the Holocaust and he lived in Etisol now he came here and he has two children a boy and a girl 18 and 20 so this is what he said to me listen to the word that he said to me Naftali Skidai just for this Naftali said I didn't want that my children should be midbolel you know what means midbolel? to assimilate assimilate I don't want my kid I don't want my children hanging out with going and marrying going now I'm not religious my grandparents were I'm not religious in Israel, everybody was Jewish. I wasn't afraid. So even when they're in a school that's not religious, everybody's Jewish. I wasn't afraid. I came to America, the guy. I don't want my kid to end up with a guy. So I said to myself like this, and to my wife, even though we're not religious, he said, "If I want my children to feel something about about Yiddishkeit, then I can't go on Shabbos to work." And he said, even though my wife and other people said that I was crazy, because a lot of the business would be lost, 
He said, I can't ask my children to feel Jewish and to care about Yiddishkeit if I myself don't care. If I myself go Shabbos. So he said that his Baruch Hashem, eight years, he said, and then after that he put the kid into a yeshiva, yeah. The kids are not, don't sound like they're from, but they're, but they're strong not to marry, God forbid, out. That much he accomplished with God's help. So, the reason that the children were able to hear what he had to say was because he heard what he had to say. You understand? If you say something to your kids, but those words don't resonate within yourself as being earnest, sincere, and real, and true, and intense, even though you say all the nice words, you're saying all the right things, your kids don't hear it. They don't get it. They don't get it. So you talk to the kids about, about being from, you talk to the kids about being, keeping mitzvahs, and about being good, behaving properly. If you yourself are not a clay kibble, then the kids are not a clay to receive your own words, so then the children are not going to receive them. Because what the tzaddik says over here is, when you say something to somebody else, not only do you say those words, but you also give over, so not only are you giving over words, you're giving over also the clay kibble, the kalem, to hear your words. Now, if you're a clay kibble, if you yourself are a kli that receives your own words, you hear them deeply. Shabbos, you hear that deeply, and it means something very, very, very much to you. So then when you say to your kid, Shabbos, you give over not only the word Shabbos, but you give over your hergish of Shabbos. Your clay kibble for Shabbos. Your kli that you, with which you heard yourself saying Shabbos. So then the, then the kid hears it. Then, words that leave the heart go to the heart, but first they have to make a stop off in your own heart. If if you're saying stuff and it's not and it's not something you just said it hard, it's very nice. You're a good teacher. You say something sincere, but it's not something that you yourself are clear to be macabre yourself. And it's very hard that that others should hear you. I forgot which tzaddik it was. That there was a certain yid that came to this tzaddik, and the and the tzaddik told the yid uh, an eitzah to to do something, and the yid wasn't a chassid of his, and the yid said, "No, it's not for me." And the tzaddik said again, he "says you should do this," and the guy said, "No, I'm not doing it." So the rabbi started to cry. He started to cry, and and the yid said. Okay, okay, to make the Rebbe cry, he was crying, you want me, I'll do So Rebbe says, that's not why I'm crying, because you're doing it, Adam. I'm crying because the Gemara says that If a person's God-fearing, then others listen to what he has to say. I'm crying because if I would really be Yerei Shemaim, you would hear what I'm saying. So felt in me, you understand, it's missing in me. If I would be an embassy Yerei Shemaim, you would hear me. What he's saying here is, the middle paragraph of the lesson, if you yourself are shoyev, you are yearning, to be makabal what you're saying, and to be able to live that way, then your children will hear it, your friends will hear it, other, your students will hear it. Words are not just stand words, words come with the kli. To receive the words. You have to give your child or your student not only words, but kalim. 
your and what kalim can you give? Your, you can only give your kalim, just like your words. You can't give somebody. You're giving your words and you're giving your kalim. If you're not a clay kibble for your words, if you don't have the kalim for your own words, then you have a sheifa to live with those words and to grow into those words. So then, what are you giving to the? Then what a kalim you're giving over? You're just saying words. So, let's go back to Davin. So, he says, when a person Davins, when you Davin, if you're Davining Hartzig, you're saying words, sincere words. You have to hear these words yourself. What am I saying? What am I saying? So I'm saying, Sing to Hashem as well. Am I saying that to somebody else? That other people, should, you, you sing to Hashem. Or am I trying to myself be a clear people? I'm, I'm the, I want to sing fashion. I want to be a person that has songs fashion as well. Ashiva Lashem Kigayga. Not from thousands of years ago. I'm saying over Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu, that Pasha Krishna. How many people in the world have to say Krishna? Uh, not Krishna, Krishna Yamsov. How many people have to say Krishna Yamsov to be walked through another ocean? That's not it. Ashiva Lashem Kigayga. Like Rabbi Nachman Brasdavis said about Tehillim, that unless you put yourself in David Melech's shoes, and you are saying those words as if you as if it's happening to you, then it's not going to those tefillahs are not going to be answered. You yourself have to hear those words coming into yourself, and then you that and that that's what you want. So and when you dive in that way, and you you hear the words resounding in your own head, so then. Your emun is going to have an unbelievable amount of ischaskas. Because now you're not talking about something. You're not just reciting something from 2,000 years ago about a lot of people that went through the water. You're saying, you're saying to yourself, and this is, and you're hearing this yourself. I sing to Hashem Then a person's emun is that not only does Hashem split oceans, He split an ocean thousands of years ago. But the Shalom, that same Shalom splits many, many things that are standing in your way and, and gives you a way to go through those things. Your Muna has a tremendous ischaskis when you hear the words. And when you're clay kibble for the words. Not that you're just saying them out, Tasha. You're sending words like we said last, like we said last two weeks ago. Like you're sending out, you're leaving a message. Last week, you're leaving a message on God's machine. Or you're text messaging God somewhere. You're with a Blackberry. You're sending an email to God. It's Dram Hayyotsam in our life. You say words and that are Nechnosmali, they're going to God's heart. But when? When do those words penetrate Kivyachal, the heart of Hashem? When you yourself hear those words and you live with those words. Adam Oyved Alashgafa Pratis. A person who is working on the Indian of what? Hashgafa Pratis, like we were learning about, to believe that the Virgin Shalom is every single second, every second of your life. And every single tiny thing to ask for your shoes, for this, for that, everything. Through davening, through davening itself, 
By my davening, Hashem, when you hear those words, you daven those words, what becomes stronger and stronger and stronger inside of you? You begin to realize, hey, the Baruch is the one who heals me. The Baruch is the one who, the is the one who gives me my panasa. You begin to hear it. You begin to you begin to hear Hashgach Pratis more and more and more and more. That's what davening is the best best medrash. You hear it more. In Be'emes writes Adam Shakadzbroch Yishmas Tfilaso. If you really want your davening to be received by Hashem, Uchayv Elias Mekabel, then you have to be a person that you make yourself into Kli Kibble, that you become that your emuna becomes more and stronger and stronger and stronger by you davening to Hashem for these things and hearing these words inside of yourself. Your emunah, your belief in Hashem being the Raifei Chaylam, the Matei Asurim, the Samech Naiflim, the one who gives Panasa, all of these things, your emunah, all those things becomes much stronger. All of this we can understand the Marshal we spoke about before. Adam Nichnas Lamakolet, a guy goes into the grocery, and he asks for a bottle, a, a drink. What happens? We, we learned this Moshe a few weeks ago. The Moshe gives you the bottle, right? The Moshe gives you the bottle. And who marks it? And as he puts the bottle into your hand, you move your hand. And the bottle breaks on the floor. Next page. Atfila. Davening is the same thing. He bechines shalyad. Clay kibble. Davening is a clay kibble. It's like holding out your hand. Rabbi Shalom, please. You're holding out your hand. It's a clay kibble. We're asking for many, many things from Hashem. And we don't always see that we're being answered. What we're asking. One of the reasons that we're not being answered. Because davening itself has to be a clay kibble. <coughs> you have to believe in what you're asking for. You have to believe that God is the one who can give it to you. <laughs> so just to say the same talmud that you want to pronounce it, the same talmud and you see it not being answered, and even if you're saying it the same talmud lavrochah, help me, help me. But at the same time, you don't have a strong hand. That means what? You don't believe the that the only one who could actually provide your panos is Hashem, and the only one, the only way that you could be makabel. That panasa is by Hashem giving it to you. Then you don't have a clay kibble. It's like taking your hand back in the bottle. Hashem has to give you, but it falls on the floor. But a person who through his davening strengthens his emuna. And this, each and every one of us can work on this. Every day, Shachris Menchamarev, and other times when we're davening during the day, as we've been learning a lot, to talk to Hashem. That's why, why is it hard during Shachas Menchamar? Because we're so used to rattling off those words without thinking about them. We're so used to just saying those words. It doesn't mean anything anymore. You're so used to rattling them off, you don't hear them anymore. You don't hear the words anymore. So how could they strengthen your moon? But if you go, if you go during the day and you say, for, for, for a few seconds you talk to Baruch Shalom, Personally, about certain Indian, and you strengthen your belief in Hashgacha Pratis, then those words are Yaitzim in our life and create a clay kibble of Amunah, strengthen your Amunah, that Hashem is the one who gives you everything. Then when you come to Shachas, you could say about a Shachas also. Of course, this is over the course of weeks and months. 
Then your tefillah nimsa should tefillah zu in a clay kibble shalamuna. Davening is for learning. Through davening you learn more and more and more to, to believe what? In Ashgach HaPratis. If you're davening and your moon is not getting stronger, it's because you're just saying the words. But you're not hearing the words. Because if you're hearing the words and they come back into your heart, then you say, wow, you mean the Bani was the one that created the oceans and the lakes and the rivers and the, and the trees? That's what we're saying in Pesukim The Bani actually did, does all that? And, you, and, and when, you, when you hear these words coming back in your head, wow, the, the Bani actually does these things. And it's only Hashem. And then you're saying, You're not talking it out into the universe. To Hashem, you want Hashem to hear? Hashem will hear if you hear it. If you hear it, if you hear it, that Hashem is the one who is Semech Naifim. Hashem is the one who is Matir Asur. Hashem is Mavar Hashem. Then that's Mechaziki Emunah. And Emunah makes you into clay kibble, that now your hand is reaching out to receive the gift that Hashem is putting into it. Without Emunah, so you still think that maybe the, the way that you get the bottle is from somebody else, not from God. The bottle comes to you from somewhere else, not from Hashem. You're not a clay kibble to receive it. When you believe in that, it's not a matter of just saying words. When you hear the words and you're a clay kibble, then, then what? Then then you become a clay kibble for everything. Parnasa and brach and hatzlocha. Then you're clay kibble for everything. But if your davening is not for the purpose of strengthening your amuna, remember, when you daven, it, would, it should be with the, it should be with two intentions. The main intention of davening is that I should get closer to Hashem and believe more in His Ashgach Pratis and believe that He is the Rofechal and He is the Matar That's the main tachlis of tefillah is to be machazik my amuna. When I do that. I make myself into a kli, into a hand that's held out with my amuna into a kli, and then the second objective of davening can be accomplished, which means I receive the penas, I receive the bracha. Tzadikim, they're davening. How come the tzadik's davening is so much? Does he think is Hashem likes it more? If Hashem liked me, I would do better. If Hashem doesn't like me because I do a lot of bad stuff, and Hashem likes him, so he gets his. I'm not saying there isn't any truth to that. Of course, it's an oversimplification. The chiluk is that the tzaddik believes that that when that Jew stands in front of him and that person is saying that my that that my wife is sick or my kid God forbid is sick, the tzaddik believes one million percent that the only one that can cure that is Hashem. You don't believe in that million percent. That's why I told you many times already with the Mizrach Shemagid Zerabitzin that she she had a taina. How come? Why is it? Why is it that people come in here with? with with all kinds of tzaris and you, and you give them brachas and they walk out and everything's gewaldic and Hashem gives them all those things and yet and yet we ourselves live in, such, in absolute poverty so Mizitcha Maggit said because if you would believe in me the way that those Jews believe in me then we would also do very well you don't believe in me that way because you know the last person to believe in you is the one who knows you best other people could believe in you but the one who knows you best it's harder so when you believe yourself, the tzaddik, when you ask the tzaddik for a bracha for Rafur, that he believes one million percent that Rafur comes from Hashem. 
He's a gewaldige kli for a bracha. Because he's a kli kibble and a muna. And when he davens for you, he, he's davening for you with the kalim of his amuna. But when you and I daven, when regular people daven, stam. And the main objective is just what? Is to get the panasa, to get the, to get the pair of shoes. But not to be mechazik mayamuna, that Hashem is the one who gave you old shoes, He's the one that ruined them, He's the one that can give you a new pair of shoes. If, if your davening is not a bismedrish for you to, to learn that, and to have his chaskis in amuna, then you don't have a kli to be makabal. The kli, and to kli to be makabal all those brachas. Hashem holds out the bottle to you, and you pull back your hand, and it falls on the floor. So the brachas fall someplace else. Somebody else gets it. Not you. There's no clay kibble. Emuna <coughs> is the clay kibble. Emuna that the one that the Bereshit was the one who answers to this is the clay kibble. That's what makes the tzaddik different. The tzaddik lives with that one million percent. That's hashgacha pratis. That's emuna, hashgacha pratis. And therefore, when he says those words, when he asks for those things. He has a healthy hand being held out for the bottle to receive from Hashem as well. That's what he's saying. If your whole davening is to ask for what you need, right? The shopping list. You just ask for shoes. But at the same time, you're not creating and strengthening Kalim inside of yourself to be have more moon in Hashem's practice. It's just requests without you yourself becoming a, a greater person, a bigger person. With the, the stronger amuna, zu It's not real davening. It means something. It's not meaningless. Hashem shemet filas kolpe, like the tzaddikim say, who says in davening, Hashem shemet filas kolpe. Shemet filas kolpe means he hears the filas even if they're just spoken by the mouth, nothing else. Filas kolpe, even if it's just your mouth is talking, not your heart. Hashem is tefilas shemetfilas kolpe. It means something, but you know you're wondering why you don't get the whole thing that's on the list. How come you're not getting what you're asking for? Because it's not a real tefila. It's not a tefila amitis. If it's not real davening, then it doesn't necessarily have the kaiyach to to accomplish to to work. If your whole davening is just for one thing. To get results. Your whole davening is just, I need something, and I'm davening to get those things. But through your davening, you're not becoming a bigger mammon, a stronger, stronger mammon in what? In Hashgach HaPratis. He's the right thing. He's the Mavarach HaShad. Then you're missing the whole inner... Essence of what davening is. Because otherwise, you ask yourself, since we're children, like, how come I have to say all this stuff? God doesn't know. <coughs> what I have to ask for? What I have to ask for? For uh, what I have to ask for a foolish If I'm sick, look at me. I'm sick. So I have to I have to ask for a foolish Because you think that the whole meaning of davening, that person thinks that the whole davening is to get better. That's the secondary. Second point of tefillah, the shayrish of tefillah, the aside of the shayrish of tefillah is to, to strengthen my emuna 
that refuahs come from Hashem, not from someplace else. That that's where the refuah comes from. In that, I make myself a clay kibble. So when Hashem sends when Hashem sends the refuah, I have the hand to receive it. I can receive the refuah. But if my amuna doesn't get stronger with my davening, then I don't have. I might want a hand out, but my hand's not out. You understand? I want a hand out, but my hand's not out. And the Barishalom says, I gave you. What happened? And it's on the floor. Panasa, children, and health. It's on the floor. Because the Ikif field, the only reason Hashem made the world in such a way that we should ask for those things, is that we should become bigger than That we should get closer to Him. And once you do that, Numi Mele can be answered. Because then you have a Khalifa. Jabari is wondering. Bechlal won't have to doubt. And this is a very big Indian. We're not going to go to Yili Barichas now. What? That's the daven. I mean, if everything Hashem does is for the best, right? So if I'm sick, it must be he wants me. To, he, wants, he wants me to be sick, and he wants me to be sick because somehow it's supposed to be a way of me learning to be a better Jew by being sick and going through this nisayin. So what am I davening to Hakim about my being sick? I'm always saying to everybody, whoever, anybody else that's not doing well, I always say Gamzulatayim, Gamzulatayim. If Hashem did that to you, buddy, it's for your best. My wife and children just left me. My car just crashed. My boss just fired me. And you say to him, you put your arm on his shoulder and say, comes all the time. It's all right. Serve me for your best. The Baruch Hashem doing that for you. He's saying, yeah. He says, how's that for me? The Baruch wants you to be a bigger yid. Right? Be a bigger yid. So then good. So then for yourself, let's say God forbid that happens to you. So why would you daven? Help bring back my wife and kids. Bring back my car. Get me a job. If the Bible did that to me, he knows what's best for me. It must be that what's best for me right now in my life is that I shouldn't have the kids, I shouldn't have the wife, I shouldn't have a car, I shouldn't have a job. And I should say, like I tell everybody else, comes to the time. Everything is good. Thank you for taking my children, my wife. Thank you for taking my car. Thank you for taking my job. What's the whole thing for David? So I'm crying. Please send me back. My, and send me back my wife. And send me back the kids. And send me a job. And give me back a car. And I'm davening to you. And I go to Tzadik Shadavim. Why does everybody just say, the Baruch Hashem knows what he's doing, he runs the world, finished. But you have to hack him with your and your honor. He knows, what, he knows what's good for you, and if he made you poor right now, it must be that that's the best thing for you in the world, that you should be poor. The Haraya, you go to somebody, you tell him I'm poor, and he says, that must be good for you. That's what everybody tells you, right? That must be what, that must be what Hashem said. You must need that right now. That's what you must need that. And when someone tells it to you, you don't like it. You don't like that. So what do you do? So you look at the city, you look at the till, you open up a little bit and you say, you know, What for? Why should Hashem listen to you? He knows what's better for you than you do. And there is such a thing, which Rabbi Nachman warned about, being an action in Davin, that you could ask for something that's not good for you, and you'll get it. If your moon is very, very strong, if you're a big clay kibble, you could ask for something very, very strong, and you'll get it, it might not be good for you. That's why Benachim says, don't be such an action in Davin. Don't be too stubborn. You have to be careful. Because, huh? Does make sense? What doesn't make sense? Because if you believe that, you, you know, if you give me something, if you want to give something back, why would, I don't know how that works. If you, you, 
your in other words, your tefillah is very strong, right. and your moon is very strong, right. and there could be such a thing that because of that, the Baruch Shalom, you ask for you asked to get a certain job someplace, and you got the job because you're very because you're you're very strong clay kibble to, to, that your tefillah should be answered. What the tzaddikim say is that the, that your tefillah is answered, but that might present you with other nisyanis that could that could in other ways ruin your life. So you got the new job, and guess what? The secretary next door likes you. That's not good, right? So now you have problems that could ruin your whole life. So how could that be? The Torah says that tefillah, with a click, with a strong yamuna, is so powerful. The Sfarim say that it can be poil in such a way that you can get something, and that which you're getting, it's not automatic. But there's such a handhaga that Hashem has that when davening comes with strong yamuna, yamuna meaning that that the Baruch can give this to me, He can give me this new job. But that, that, that could be piled to get the new job. Even though it would have been better for you to be in the old job. There's such a karach that Tzvila has. That's what Rabbi Nachman was saying. Other Tzadikim say that with davening, you daven, you daven, but you have to be careful and akshan. Now we don't know what that means. How, how much, what's the Shia? How much do you cry? How much do you beg? Right? That's a beginning. That's what I'm not going to go into right now. But. A person. The true way to daven is that a person should say, a person davens in such a way. I believe that this. It seems to me that this job would be good for me, because the panasa would be better and it's a better location. Maybe I could learn more if I go there. But I believe it's better for me, and therefore, Baruch Shlomo, I believe that you are the only one that can get me this job, and I'm davening with you, Baruch Shlomo, to get me this job. But I'm asking you, Baruch only, only, if this is going to be l'taivasi, listen carefully, hanitzchi. You know what the words mean? You can say it in English. You know what it means. For my everlasting, eternal good. Not just good panasa. L'taivasi hanitzchi. That's why the panasa might be gewaldi. And it frees you up to learn more. And your wife now, she's back to liking you better and more. Everything is good. But now you have a problem. Because you have this girl in the office next door and she's very pretty. And, and she talks to you, could be bad. Right? Whether I have a million dollars or I have a hundred dollars, that's not going to make much of a difference. But if I, God forbid, start talking to this girl, that could mess up. So, it's true, you're right. With davening, one should, with davening, one should always have that, especially when you're using your own words, a tefillah, it should always be that way. It should always be that way. So as I say to someone that the girl's going out with this boy and she likes him, she's diving to Hashem that, that, that it should work, it should work, it should work. And I told her, don't say that this talk this boy. It seems to me there's the right boy for me. That's what it looks like to me. In my limited way of thinking, I'm asking you, I believe that you're the one that makes Shaduchim. It seems to me that this is the right boy for me. I've been single for a long time. I really ask you to help me, Rabbi that it should work out with this boy. But Rabbi only you know whether this boy is L'Taivasi HaNitzchim. Is this not just that it should be good to me, that I feel good because he's going to say, no, you want to marry him. But it should be, for myself, my children, my grandchildren, because that's how powerful tefillah is. But the aleph of davening is to become a man, to become a person that believes that the Baruch is the one who takes care of these things. Then you make yourself into clay kibble. Your davening is very strong. That's what the tzaddik's davening is so powerful. I was 
you know, there was somebody in the neighborhood that there's somebody in the neighborhood, a, a girl that's not well, not 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 a little further away, but she's not well. Hashem Yerachim, she's very sick, and and um, and they asked me to, you know, to speak to this tzaddik, the tzaddik, because I'm have a close to this tzaddik, the tzaddik should go to the house and give a bracha to the girl in the house. To go to the to go to the girl's house. So I said, okay, yes, I'll ask it. So uh, I asked, I asked the tzaddik, and the tzaddik was you with know, a million people and everything. I asked the tzaddik, and the tzaddik said, uh, "There's no chiluk. I'll daven whatever I could daven. I'll daven right over here, but it's hard for me to go there. I don't want to go there now. But I'll daven. I'll daven. Give me the name, and I'll do what I can to, to help." But it's hard for a family to hear that because their their thing is, you know, in our way of understanding, in our way of understanding, it works better if you're in the house, you know, and if you see the tzaddik. And I, and I even had the chutzpah to say that to the rabbi. I said that to the tzaddik that I know that the rabbi's tefillahs. I said, you know, that that's no chiluk, and I could explain that to them. There's no chiluk whether the rabbi's davens here or he davens. Although there is an Indian, you know, to talk about the bedside. But I said, okay, maybe. But that's not what I'm talking about. I said to everybody that it would, it would give her his chaskas to see the It would make her happy. It would be his chaskas to that. But as I say, said, that's true. So he's working. He's going to go there. So it would make, it would make happy to see it. Not the tefillah and the That she should get better. The Rebbe can do it. Oh, he does over here. Over there is no nafkimen. But that the girl should be happy. She should feel his chaskas. That, that, that we can't do over long distance. It has to be in person. So that is mask. That's true. You can't do that over the phone or you know, from the room. But the emesis, the emesis, a person's, the clay the clay kibble a person had, the clay kibble and davening that a person creates within himself, within himself. That's what he meant at the beginning. Devarm hayyotsim halev. Devarm hayyotsim halev. Nechnosim halev. When do they go into God's ears? God's ears are always open. But only if you yourself hear these words. Okay. I never thought of that. I never thought of that. This doctor, not that doctor. No, there's a shlichim, whatever. But there's only one. When you begin to hear that in your head, in your heart, and you start to scream out, it's only you. Then you make yourself into, into the, to receive, the, the hands to receive. Remember that I remember I told you last year, two years ago, remember last year, I said that there was a, a there was a yid. He wrote this up in a book that he wrote, and he came to Shalim. So he had never he had never been by tzaddikim. So they, at that time, the rabbi that told us Aaron was alive. So so he went to the tzaddik for a barla, and he wrote up what happened. That there were hundreds and hundreds of people there Friday night. And the, the Rebbe was giving out apples for the Tish. So this looked like a good thing. And everybody seemed to be very excited about it. So um, so he also stood online. He also stood online. And when he came when he came to the when he came to the Rebbe, so the Rebbe didn't give him anything. The Rebbe didn't the Rebbe didn't offer him an apple. And he just stood there, and he figured, oh my, I can't believe it, the Rebbe, you know, knows all my values, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, so I'm just, you know, worthless, and he's not, he just stood there, 
And the Rebbe, the Rebbe was just looking like this. And he wasn't giving him any up. So one of the chassidim that was at Rahmanis leaned over to him and told him, put your hands out. So he, he said, what? Put your hands out. So he went like this. And the Rebbe says, get shabbat. That's what it means, Kabbalah. Kabbalah, people that get something mystical, they think that they're going to open up the Zoya and then they're going to be able to like do fancy stuff. Now, Kabbalah means that Kabbalah means that you have both hands out to receive from Hashem's Baruch whatever He has to give you. But you have like this. What Sadiq was telling him is, you want me to give you something, you have to want it. You have to at least make yourself into clay kid. You want, you want me to give you a bracha? Because that's what it means to get from a tzaddik and apple. You want me to give you a bracha? I have brachas to give you. And I love you and I want to give you brachas. But Chachi, you have to. You, know, you, have to, you have to want. You have to hold it make a click You have to make yourself into click. With davening and with brachas also. If you don't believe in the tzaddik, you go to the tzaddik. It's not going to work either. It means to have amun. Amun in Hashem and amun in tzaddik. It means amun. You go to the tzaddik, it's also with the hocus pocus. So tzaddik tells you, yeah, you have to stop going to. The, like they go to the sklani rabbi. You know, sklani is like his old zanzan. Sklani, you know, you come to Febracha, You have a television. I'm not giving you more. He turns away. You have a television. He also doesn't like what they hear. You know, he's also he gets very upset. You have to wear your hat over. Doesn't like the hair. He starts writing with Kedusha's lady with the hair. You have to tell him. So I told him to show the mice, and I got him I told him to show the mice that, that there was a. There was, I told it to him. I told him to show. There was a girl that an old student of mine that came. I told the chaver last week in the chabur. There was a student of mine that she that they came out on the pictures. She's expecting. It came out on the pictures. Very very scary. The doctor said that it looks like the, there's a strong possibility that the baby. Uh, that the baby is Down syndrome Hashem Yerachim Looks very strong Like the baby The thickening of the neck Hashem Yerachim Very very bad And they They have to run More thorough tests And uh, They'll know in a week So you know that That week is No one should know From that week That's a Gehenim Shabbat Gehenim And it's interesting I had in 10 days I had like 3 or 4 mice Like this with students And people From the shul There was somebody also That they had a test on so, so she went to the Shkolani Rebbe, and the Shkolani Rebbe said, "You cover your hair the right way." So she says, "No, she doesn't cover the right way. She something. She was in like a hat a little bit with the hair. Says you have to cover your hair completely." Said it's, said it's hard. So I said, no, it's hard. So you don't have to, then go someplace else. <laughs> Next, right, he's not done. Because she called me up afterwards crying, it was a whole thing. Then she, then, then he said, what, you have a television? She said, yeah, we don't watch so much. So Rebbe said, you have to break the television. Not just to get rid of it, because I don't want you to give it to anybody else. You have to break the television. To break it. <sighs> Because I, I, I know their children, I don't. Sometimes they don't have what to do, so I give them. To, okay, 
about this one. So that's okay. Go someplace else. So finally, she promised that she she promised her she'll cover here. She promised that she'd break the television. But she wanted, she asked him. I told this is what happened. She said, but um, she just wanted to know if she, she she was asking if she could keep like a monitor or something for Uncle Maishi for the kids. They have videos, I guess, Uncle Maishi. Said so. She said, but is it okay? What about Uncle Maishi? So she said, this one her said, tell him also to break his television. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't know what that is. He says, what, who's Uncle Maishi? Is Uncle Maishi? He has a television. He should also break his television. Uh, yeah, him too. Tell him too. I said that he should break his television. So she saw like, you know, I better stop, you know, I better stop. So she called me up. I said, what am I going to do, Rebbe? What am I going to do? The Rebbe told me this and that. I said, what should I tell you? You know, and I tried to tell it. And you know what? You be- if you believe in the Kayach of Tzadik and you strengthen yourself, especially the Sklenes Tzadik, if you strengthen yourself on that, so it might not come out because the Rebbe Shalom is the world. And God forbid the, your child might have that. Right? We don't know. But if you want to give the tzaddik through Hashem's work that chance of a kli, for that shefa of, of a refuel, because it could be that it's not possible. But if there's anybody in the world that's a rabbit to make him to a kli, but the rabbi is testing your amuna. Testing your amuna. So she was in a kabo upon herself 100%, and a couple of the other girls in the neighborhood took her to the sheplamacha. And, and she went, and, they, and with the breaking the television, she wanted to. I said, You don't have to take an. You didn't mean to take an axe. And break, and break over. I said, To break the wire, and, just, and to have them pick it up, break it, to take out the wire, and the special delivery to get rid of it. Not to give it to a guy, not to give it to anybody. Finished. So she did it. So, she called me up. The minute that she got back the result of the test, that they're all having a, in the hospital, they're all in the spoke, because there were five or six things that showed Down syndrome. It wasn't just the one test. It looked very, very bad. And they told her that there's nothing there. Totally healthy baby. And you know what kids Hashem she made in, the, in, the, in her community? Because the women, they don't cover them. Now they're all running to buy and to get them to cover them. <laughs> she made such a kid Hashem, because... Because then everybody said, that, you know what Sadiq said, you know the Sadiq, they believe it. So Sadiq said, so then, okay, even though they normally they're so against it, they don't like the shape, but the Sadiq said, because they're worried about the baby, you know, and they're superstitious, you know, the Sadiq said most of the baby's So they're worried about the baby, the baby, the baby. So, okay, it's crazy. Go put a thing on, break the television. The Sadiq said, no, so do it. It came back, not one thing was, everything was negative, everything, clean, 100%. The child should be healthy and well. They're totally clean. Because <coughs> this girl, I know her for, since she's little, she's very tenimistic. She herself wanted to cover the hair, but the husband was not into it. She herself wouldn't have had a television. He was, uh, she was ahead of him. And then she was crying that the Rebbe brought out for me what I anyway wanted to do, but I wasn't strong enough to do but I want, I want my child to be healthy. So that was mechazik me. But I know she's a tamimistic and she believes in Sadiq and very strongly this girl. There's a clay kid. There's a clay kid. You go to Tzad and you say, let's see if you know some fancy things like what I'm thinking. Uh, he knows about my past or something like that. Don't waste your time. You, know, you, can, go to, you can go to the garden and have a much better show. <laughs> no, it's not kid. But like this, a clay kid is a moon. A moon is a clay kid for everything. Like it. I advise I'm already. 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 I'm already.